Thanks so much for tuning in to the Leesburg Daily, a Monday through, or actually Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast, where we dive into scripture, study it together, and we apply it to our lives. Today we pick up on where we're going to be for the next several days, and that's going to be dealing with with widows in the church. Uh, we're in chapter 5 of 1 Timothy, uh, chapter 5, we'll start today in verse 3, and and. and And Paul is going to be addressing Timothy on how to deal appropriately with the widows that are in the church. It starts off and it says, verse 3, of course, verse 1 and 2, we're talking about um, intergenerational relationships. As a young man, we should honor father or honor older men as fathers and younger men as brothers and, and vice versa with when it, when it comes to as an older man, you should honor a younger man as a son. Um, and so and, and so that interrelational uh, aspect of, of, of life within the, the body of Christ. You know, it always baffles me. Uh, we have this tendency to want to group together. And that is we want to group all men together and all women together. We want to group off often by age group. And so you'll have, uh, you know, the senior saints and you'll have, you know, those retiree age and then you'll have a, a young adult ministry and then a, a, a 30s and 40s ministry, you know, you know, whatever, you, you, you age group everything. While I understand the desire for that, and I'm part of that in some aspects, our bold men's group is a men's group, and that's a good thing. Uh, but it's a one of the best things about the bold men's group, for example, is that it is not a twenty-something men's group or a thirty-something men's group. We've got a m- multi-generational mix, um, and while uh, we everyone looks and acts young, um, some of them are deceitfully old, and so. Um, not deceitfully old, but I mean, we've got we've got years of wisdom there, uh, guys. Please don't take offense to that. Um, we, we've got wisdom there, and I appreciate that. That's something that should be honored and respected uh, uh, in our ministries. To group off into to, to just my circle of people. If if I'm just sitting in a room with 35 year old men who who have grown up in a world like me and have the same worldview and outlook as I do, uh, I could be setting myself up for severe failure. And so I'm thankful for my friends in their mid-40s and late-50s and 60s and 70s. Okay, so anyway, we pick up in verse 3, uh, and Paul's going to be dealing with, uh, talking about dealing with these widows that are within the church. He says in verse 3, Honor widows... Who are widows indeed? Well, what is a win, a widow indeed? Um, uh, it's it, it's interesting. We we have a, a team who have somewhat been looking for widows within our ministry to help, and and they said widows indeed, and and I thought their their terminology. I thought I, I didn't associate it to this passage, and so I thought they were saying uh, women who act like widows, <laughs> like who just go off and leave their husbands sitting wondering what's going on. Anyway, honor widow, widows who are widows indeed. Well, well, what does that mean? Well, he he explains that a little bit. What does it mean to be a widow? He says, if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to practice piety in regard to their own family to make some return to their parents. 
See, a w- widow indeed is is truly one who who has no children or grandchildren to to care for. You know, you, th- this was God's plan of care of of social services of really welfare before welfare existed. It was always the burden of the church to care for one another. We see that in Acts chapter 2, where those who had a need would come before the church and would receive what they needed. Of course, this has shifted quite a bit today. Now our parents and grandparents age, and we throw them in... We throw them in nursing homes. Listen, maybe that's the best move to make for you. Fine, that's great if that's the best move for them as well. There are so many people who are left sitting. Because here's the thing, there are good nursing homes and there are terrible nursing homes. The responsibility is placed on the children and the grandchildren. Generations down must look at their grandparents and, and, and care for, according to Timothy here. Now listen, if you use nursing home, that's fine, that's great, it's wonderful. It's it's my hope and prayer um, for you that that is a good nursing home. Because look, in the verse of, in the end of verse 4, it says, For this is acceptable in the sight of God. So if you're putting your parent or grandparent in a trash hole, that's not acceptable to the Lord. And who does that fall on? Not on the widow, but rather on the son or grandson or the child or grandchild so our our widows who are widows indeed who don't have people who are truly alone who have no other family to care for verse uh, 5 now she who is a widow indeed and who has been left alone and now he's going to describe what it means what type of personality she should have she has fixed her hope on God it continues in entries and prayers night and day. See, see, this widow, who is truly indeed a widow, must have a demeanor about her, Paul says. He, he says this woman is going to stand up from the other widows in that she's fixed her hope on God. She continues to this this prayer warrior type mentality. Um, she's, she's praying night and day, asking the Lord, petitioning, petitioning the Lord. This is the widow who should stand out from among the crowd. She's a person left all alone. Literally, it means all alone. She has no other children or grandchildren. And 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 this the fact that she puts her hope in her hope in God should distinguish her from other non Christian widows. She's to be a woman of prayer. There's, in other words, there's a high spiritual standard expected of those who are to be cared for by the church. There's, there's a high spiritual standard there, and we've lost that quite a bit in our world today. People see the church as a, um, a benevolence or a benevolent organization, and in some ways, that's true. Uh, but our benevolence is more for your souls and not for your rent. <laughs> the providing of physical needs for people. There's to be a high spiritual standard expected 
from those people who are receiving care from the church. We see that principle played out here, but it's played out elsewhere in Scripture. Now, we've lost sight of that in some ways, and culturally things have shifted and changed quite a bit. Um, but I'm of the strong opinion uh, that that is something that should not be uh, ignored completely. Subjectively, there can be a, uh, a range of beliefs of, of solidarity there as far as uh, what that spiritual standard ought to be. We can be flexible with that, but there should be some expectation. Yes, in many ways, it's a cold glass of water in the name of Jesus, but in many ways, it needs to be more. Listen, I'll give you a cold... Here's the principle I've, I've put in place. I'll give you the cold cup of water once, uh, but if you come back again, I'm expecting something. I'm expecting to have a spiritual conversation. I'm expecting you to come to church. Well, I'll, I'll digress. Where are we? We are in verse 6. But she who gives herself to wanton pleasure is dead even while she lives. The idea here, this could be, uh, you know, a couple different, uh, uh, interpreted a couple different ways, but it, widows here, um, it's believed, were tempted to resort to immoral living as a means of support. Now, now consider that for just a second without thinking too much about it. How destitute must you be to have to resort to immoral living as a means for support? Now, now uh, uh, again, consider um, these aren't necessarily 80-year-old women. These could be women in their 30s, in their 40s, plenty of life left before them. Um, but in that culture, in that day, you know, they, they couldn't out get out and, and, and earn a living as their male counterpart could. And so often they would have to resort to immoral living, prostitution, and other means in order to uh, in order to make ends meet. That's probably what's in the apostle's mind when he uses the verb. Um, that could be translated lives for pleasure. Um who gives herself to wanton pleasure. What, what Paul says, she's dead even while she lives. She's dead even though she lives. Uh, some some render it as this idea of, uh, of plunges into sinfulness. To be dead while you're living is, is well, that's a paradox that Paul often plays. Think about Romans chapter 7, for example. The very commandment that I uh, promised, that that promised life proved death to me. That's a paradox in Romans 7 that, that, that Paul uses. And Timothy here is reminded that widows supporting themselves illicitly by some immoral means are attempting to support what is already dead. It's a religious corpse of sorts. And so Paul says, finally in verse 7, prescribe these things. As well, so that they may be above reproach. If anyone does not provide for his own, now he's here he's talking to the children and the grandchildren. If anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Man, that's tough. 
If anyone doesn't provide for his own, especially those in his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Again, what we're talking about is not just the, it's not just um, providing for one's relatives who, who may be lazy or or whatever. The point here, the context here, drives that that to the 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 one who is destitute in one's family, one's relative especially in one's immediate family. It's such a Christian duty to provide for those needs that to fail to do it amounts to the denial of the Christian faith. In this contemporary pagan world where there's general acceptance of obligation toward parents, uh, it was unthinkable that Christian morality should lag behind the general pagan practices and it should be for us as well prescribe these things he says so that they may be above reproach if anyone doesn't provide for his own especially those in his household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever you're worse than the pagan because even the pagan does that and so that's where we are today and that's where we end this week thinking about caring for widows you know, here in a, a, well, a, a one week and on July 24th, uh, not tomorrow, but the next Saturday, we have our first Serve Saturday. And on that day, it's my prayer that we're going to be able to serve many people in our community. We're I know we've got one household repair at a widow's house who is destitute. Who, um, she has some family that's already helping her, and we're going to step in and help quite a bit more. We've got um, another widow who we very well could be helping. Actually, two other widows that we could be helping on that day. And so it is incredibly important that you download the new Leesburg app. You go to that event. Uh, you, 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 uh, you sign up for that so that you can be in the loop about the, the, the work that's going to be done for that day. We need many hands. As they say, many hands make light work. Now, would you please, please, please consider being a part of that event if you're able? And this maybe you're not able to, uh, you know, do home repairs and stuff like that. You can sit and you can talk. You can sit and you can you, you can share Jesus. You can sit and you can be loving and kind and and and, and spend that time as well. There, there's all kinds of areas for you to be involved if you um, would please join us. Please do that. Download the app and check out all kinds of other events that are going on um, as we prepare for that. We've got all kinds of other uh, avenues. Uh, we'll have more service Saturdays in the future, so check those things out. Uh, thanks so much for joining us each day. Uh, thank you for being uh, perhaps more faithful than I am with this project. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me as we go through the book of First Timothy. God bless, take care, and we will see you Monday.